Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to $200 in fee-free overdraft with a Chime checking account. Sign up today at Chime.com slash Goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Better late than never from the hotel room. No intro, no buttons, no shenanigans, just content. I'm looking at Tyler Uremchuk. Drinking a coffee. Drinking a coffee. No beer in your hand yet. Frank Saravalli drinking a beer. Frank Saravalli, beer in hand. You should not put... I, part of me, we have to put Frank's name in the title. Another part of it would just be objectively funny if you were just like, from Toronto, and then people just hear that out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. A little surprise. Just no mention that Frank is on the podcast. Yeah, why not do that? It'll be a treat for everyone. Because you're the sizzle, man. I got to get some downloads. I got to I gotta leech no, off I, your name. I'm, I'm touching my belly right now. I'm quite literally the steak. Nope. You're the sizzle in this part, my friend. I need you for the downloads. I need you. Liam's also here, but we don't have enough mics. I am also drinking a beer. We oh do have God. enough mics, but not enough XLR Oh, you did cables. get it. You got a little uh, silver bullet in you. Good on you, mate. I'm the silver sausage. <laughs> That's gross, Frank. Want to give a shout out to the audio department.ca. Of course, if you want to record a podcast like this, book some studio time at the audio department.ca. You can do it right through the website. Or you have a band, go make an indie album you've always dreamed of. You do it there. And get bag milk to record backup vocals. I would love to. You want me to write your vocals, maybe a verse, drop some bars? Me and Tyler got you. The audio department.ca, go book some time. I love it. We're here in Toronto covering the All Star game. The thing I want to check in on first, though, is Tyler, Frank, Liam, you guys did shows all day today, essentially. We are recording live shows from the Royal York downtown in Toronto. It's just an interesting scene for me to sit back and watch as an observer of you guys doing your thing. It's not that I haven't seen you guys do shows before, but for me, even getting to this point where we're doing this at the All-Star Game at the Royal York is weird because I'm used to us not being able to pay our bills. So this is all very, very different for me. We've come a long way from recording podcasts in the murder basement. The murder basement, or even before that, in the office, just on a, what were we using, GarageBand? That was before my time, yeah. I, I was going to ask, when did you join the Nation Network? I was part-time two years before I was full-time. and this Because I the, helped like convince you to take the plunge, right? Yeah, full-time. How did uh, that go? Well, he was like, ah, oh, I got a really stable job at the radio station. Not that stable. <laughs> I also kind of knew that. Anymore. I also knew that was kind of coming at some point. It was like, ah, Frank, is this the right time for me to like jump ship? Were you legitimately hesitant about joining us, dude? I can scroll up and show you the messages. Yeah, I think the hesitancy wasn't about like joining the nation. It was more about leaving the radio station. You know? Yeah, he's like, I got a yeah. solid job that I is. You know, I was doing both, and I felt like I was getting the best of both worlds. Yeah, but obviously, you and Jay really wanted me to come over full time, and I was like, "Oh God!" Well, because you were writing mean? articles out of per article rate at that time. Yeah, and then just doing real life and ON radio with you and guys. the rundown and the rundown. So I was kind of building up a full time workload, and you guys wanted me full time. And once I knew Frank was kind of in the mix to come over too, it was kind of like, "Oh, you know what? This is probably going to be pretty legit for a pretty long time." So Jay and I selling you wasn't enough to take Frank not only to get downloads on Better Late Than Never, but also convince you to jump ship from the radio station, mm-hmm. RIP, to the Nation Network. 
Yeah, pretty much. All right. So I've been here since I started part time. Been five years. I would have started when I was twenty one. And how nuts it is that we recorded a bunch of live shows today from our own kind of studio setup at the Royal York. And the best part is Tyler wasn't like the grunt humping shit everywhere. No, Tyler was. He was the talent. I just floated on in. You guys did. I watched you guys show up. You just sat there, King Poobas on your chairs, recorded all this nation every day. How'd it go today? Oh, and every day was really good. We had Luke Gazdick on. He told a very good story that he was hesitant to tell about in 2015 when Taylor Hall was an all-star or 2016, the year John Scott won MVP in the Pacific Division one. Yeah. Taylor Hall, before he left to the all-star game, told all his teammates, hey, like if we win, I'm taking that hundred grand prize I'm getting and I'm flying whoever wants to come wherever we want to go on a private jet. And the Pacific Division ended up winning. So Luke Gazdick said at the end of the season, Taylor Hall took them all on a PJ and they went to Vegas for a weekend. Uh, all on Halsey. A weekend with the boys. Was Evander Kane there? Pre Evander Kane, Frank. Pre-Evander I know, but Kane, was yeah. he, he probably doing push ups with stacks of hunnets on him? That was around that time. The mic, the money phone? Was it not? Money no, phone? No, that would have been before that. He was, uh, that that was like the very you. first days of Twitter. Because I, I don't like there was like grainy t- pictures. Like it was like yeah, it was, what yeah. kind of, did you even have a camera phone? No, it was probably like an LG flip phone at that time. Those you were know? the days. Frank, what's your perspective though? You've been with us a few years now and you see us do something like we did today at the Royal York where we got live shows going on. They're being broadcast on YouTube across all of our social channels. But even since you joined, we've come a long way. We have, and I, I think this is part of my own sort of like calm down, you know, it takes a process. It kind of frustrates me that like we haven't done this sooner that like we haven't had a more like big scale of like, I just think back to it was only one year ago at all-star Tyler and I are standing there in Florida. I'm sweating my bag off. It's a billion degrees. We have no power cables, no ethernet. We put his, I think we put your phone or a camera yeah, on a tripod a, yeah, we had a camera. and then we recorded it into a SD card before the show was supposed to like our show every day on uh daily face off live is 12 noon Eastern. We recorded it at like 10 in the morning and that like barely gave Tyler enough time to run right back upstairs with the SD card, take it out, <laughs> edit it real quick. And then it would take like, he was like, Oh, I don't know if this thing's going to upload in time. It's going to take it, the like shitty hotel hour. Wi-Fi and like a three gigabyte episode. Always takes forever. It would take like an hour and 15 minutes but we to were, like, upload up to the against drive. the clock to like literally get the episode <laughs> uploaded so that then our producer who was in Ottawa could kind of like turn it around fast enough. And it was just like, after working at a big network for so long, like, I was like last year, I was like, God damn it. This is so Mickey Mouse. Well, that's what my question for you is. You obviously came from TSN, joined us. Does it just like blow your mind a little bit how we were able to get so much done with so little? Yes. And I would say like our content has always been there. It's been like look and feel and renting a room and getting big lights and a set and chairs and like we had a hilarious behind the scenes story today. Like dealing with the the hotel where we're shooting our stuff. And they were like, we wanted a TV out front. Mm-hmm. They were like, okay, but it's going to cost you X amount of dollars to put a TV out front to rent one. <laughs> yeah. And so we just sent a guy to a store. I'm like, God damn it. Buy us a TV. <laughs> that, that reminded me of the first, uh, we were in Montreal, Frank, I think the first event we did together. 
and we like set up the first day and you're like, you don't have lights. And I was like, no, I've never done anything like this before. And you're like, you need to go find lights. So I'm like in Montreal Googling where to buy lights. I'm like going into a French light store, like don't speak French. And I was like, I need lights. I don't know. Further behind the scenes, I remember too when you had to tell Jay that you had to buy those lights, and he yeah. was just like, "What? God the damn fuck? it!" I was like, "Hey Jay, I'm going to be expensing eight hundred dollars in lights," <laughs> and Jay was like, "No, you're fucking not." <laughs> when was that? The that draft? Was like, Two it was years Montreal ago? draft, I think. Yeah, draft in Montreal. Come a long ways. Damn. Yeah. It's weird. It's interesting and fun to watch from my perspective to watch you guys do your thing knowing that that's where we kind of came from. I'm so proud of this place and the people that like for to get to a place where like s- today we have a spot where Tyler can just sit down and worry about making the content good instead yep. of like humping couches and and uh, he just does that for fun. And, yeah. yeah well, now I hump couches in my spare time. That's usually pillows but um, Ew Frank. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's just, it's again, it's just wild. And we got another day of shows coming up tomorrow. We've got just a bunch of content coming out throughout the all-star game. Tyler's going to be here to cover everything throughout the weekend. My first time here. It's been interesting to see just kind of how busy everything is. All-star weekend's intense. And this goes back. We've had this debate before BM of like, would you rather see your city host an all-star or a draft? And now that you've gotten to see a little bit of all-star, we're not even at the main event. It's kind of cool how much goes on in the city around this event. Yeah. I also think that it's more of a, to me, again, I've never been to a draft. Probably I'm hoping fingers crossed that I get sent for Vegas, but it's interesting because it seems more casual than what I would imagine the draft would be. It's, it's a lighter event. Yeah. Frank and I were walking here and it's just like, well, the skills competition in the game itself, it's, it's like for sponsors and for kids. So it's been interesting, though. I am excited to see the skills competition this year just because they changed up the format. There's obviously the million dollar prize. I'm hopeful guys will take it a little bit more seriously, but I was watching you guys do your thing on Daily Face Off Live today, and there's a debate. Is that prize money going to be enough to get the boys going? I I think think it is. A mill is a mill no matter who you are. I think so, too, because Frank, you said it. It was like, if you have a hundred million dollars, you still want that extra one. Well, Let's just look at it on a pure and it's not all about the money. It's there's a pride factor. Some of these guys are from here, like McDavid. Like there's a whole part of that. He's gonna have tons of friends and family, I'm sure. Not just in the building, but watching. On a prorated basis, how many times in your life can you make a million dollars for an hour and a half of work? Well, like even in for the highest paid guy in the event, McDavid, or I guess it would soon to be Matthews and McKinnon, but like for those guys, it's one twelfth. One tenth, we could almost call it for most of these guys of their salary sure. for someone, one night. If someone came up to you right now, and was like, "Hey, compete in this contest to win one tenth of your salary." All of us would be like, "Holy shit, this is a huge opportunity." That and then, so let's consider like some of the highest paid guys in sports. LeBron James makes two million dollars a week. This is a million dollars for one night on one. In one moment, you can kind of get paid like an NBA guy. Yeah. Which is bonkers. Don't even talk about Shohei. We're in Toronto. Didn't happen. Tyler, sorry. Dude, can you imagine if we would have if Shohei would have signed him, we would have been in Toronto right now? Everything would have been Shohei. I would have had a Shohei jersey on right now. We would have gone got, gone gone to get Shohei jersey. Can you imagine if you didn't get schnookered by shitty reporting? But that day though, the anticipation was fun. We it bit. was a, a complete load of bullshit. Yeah, I know, but John Morosi is usually like good. What well, what was it like not being in Canada? Like 
we were obviously heavily invested. We were all glued to it. At Nation HQ, t- Frank's been there. Like we were I just was staring at the plane. Ass off. Laughing my ass off. But as a Phillies fan, there's no way you wanted him to come to Toronto. Or do you not care? I don't care. It's the AL. Yeah. All roads lead to the World Series. Eventually, you got to get through it, you know? Yeah, but it, no, I'd, I'd, I'd prefer him in the AL than the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Fair. And I just, the, like, the Dodgers are such an easy team to hate now, by the way. Not because of Shohei, but just because. How much money they spent It's kind of like gen- the Yankees of the 90s. Like, if you yeah, just outspend yeah. everyone, did you even win? That is a fair question because they also go, what's his name? Yamamoto, the pitcher, right? So they spent a truckload of money. I also think of the Mets, though. The Mets paid $440 million to miss the playoffs last year. Like, what? Do you think, Frank, that there's any... I mean, obviously, the NHL is not going to get to that kind of money. It's crazy. But where do you think it goes? Is there upside for the NHL when it comes to player contracts for guys like McKinnon? McDavid, all those guys who get the big smoke, or is it just kind of this is what it is because it's the NHL right now? Well, it's clearly the fourth sort of cousin of yeah of the and MLS is coming in hot too. They are, and so is F one. Like whatever that news was with Lewis Hamilton. Lewis here. going to Ferrari. That might be the biggest news in F one ever. To be honest, R.I.P. So, Carlos Sainz. So what did yeah. he get? Fifty-four million dollars, something year? like that. Yeah. Well, oh, so that's more than Max then. Max yeah, has a million dollars a week. Yeah. And now he's, but he gets to stay there for a year. Like he's going to drive for Mercedes all season. Carlos Sainz is going to drive for Ferrari. Both knowing at the end of the season they're both gone. That's one of the weirdest it's things so about that weird. sport. Could you imagine if the NHL allowed players to sign deals with their next team, knowing that you're just gonna mail it in for the last twelve? That's actually of- how uh, hockey works in Europe. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like you, if you play in Switzerland, like you know where everyone's going in like November for the next season. Gotcha. It's like that in rugby too in Europe. Like the players just decide in like December, January where they're gonna go. And then, uh-oh. Tyler's joining us, finally. It's a Pepsi. What were you saying about your... Uh, yeah, they do that, too, where they just decide mid-season, and then there's, like, no transactions throughout the summer. Like, it's just everyone knows, and you just train with your team as soon as he is done. Super weird. Yeah, the NHL has a real revenue problem. They have not found any way to meaningfully increase revenue. And... It's really left them behind, not just in terms of player salaries, but also popularity, because more popularity means more revenue. Mm-hmm. And so like, just look at the NBA. Did you see their salary cap figures this week? What was it? Next season, the NBA cap. So kind of like, which it's not really capped because they have a luxury tax plus a first apron and a second apron. But the low, like the the cap, so to speak, the like the low part of it is fifty four million dollars more than the NHL next year, Ooh. and they have eight to eleven players fewer per roster. Mama, so think about that. In like, even if you were to just, I think next year's NBA cap is one hundred and thirty six million. The NHL is eighty seven point seven. And you're like, what? They have twice the guys on the team, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, you go... So, our friends at Cap Friendly, they have salaryswish.com. Yep. Like, go on there and look at the NBA contracts. 
you have to remember NBA contracts are maxed out at four years or five years. And so those guys make $60 million a year. It's crazy. It's insane. We talk about it all the time in baseball, how the fifth pitcher makes more than Connor McDavid or as much in Toronto. Kikuchi makes 12, five, right? Yeah. Kikuchi makes McDavid money. Okay. Yeah. I know you wanted. To make I know a you joke. wanted to make a coochie joke there, but oh, yeah, I know you did. I did. I'm good. <laughs> I don't think you said the k first. You just said coochie, kikuchi, the coochmeister, as I like to call him. The cooch, the cooch, the big cooch. You know, we've got. I've been a, watching some Sopranos recently. I I got to rewatch. I went that back too. and started at season one. It's such a and great all show. All the first season, he just keeps referring to women as check out that coos. Yeah, I got to rewatch it too. It's, it's just, such a great show. I so. It's how much? How much older are you than me? I'm 38. Okay, so that's gonna blow so many listeners' minds. That and you are. Soprano started. I'm 35. I was born in 88. Yeah, 85. Soprano started in 99, so I was only 11. Tyler was like two. Like two. Have you seen any of the Sopranos? No. So like, you should watch. It's a great show. So Sopranos, like, it became huge when I was in high school. Yep. And I would like catch the last few seasons of it. And now I can go back and start at the beginning. It's kind of epic. How's it hold up? Awesome. Because it's on my list to re-go watch you it. You got to do it. I, I recommend bought, anyone to go do it. When I was in Southeast Asia, I was backpacking. I just went and bought shitty copies of all the seasons on DVD and crushed it. Such a great show. It's really good. Tyler, you got Crave? Uh, no, actually, I don't have Crave. You should get Crave. Just watch Sopranos. Then cancel. Oh my god! Yeah. Can you get through any part of a TSN game? Like sign up for Crave. No, it's pushed pretty heavily. Yeah, yeah. corporate synergy. Got to do. We'll it. get there one day. Which, yeah, which one will day. bring us to our Nation Network Plus. <laughs> Nation Network Plus, dude. I it, it's unrealistic in two years from now. I mean, you never know what kind of smoke we have with our new daddies at Better yeah. Collective. Our, our Danish daddies, but. There's going to be some kind of streaming play. And look, it's insanely expensive to produce live pro sports. Mm -hmm. Like we're talking in the NFL, ESPN's spend is $100 million per Monday night football game. $100 million every Monday. So we obviously we're not. We haven't taken in the bottles at the office for a while. We do have a lot of empties (laughs) out of Jasper. good spot to start. But what I'm saying is at some point in our near future, we're going to have a streaming partner. It's, you know, it's going to be Amazon or Netflix or like you just saw Netflix get uh, the WWE rights. That's like hockey's going to have like it, it now more than ever is the door open for someone to step in. What is your way too early guess on what happens with the NHL rights when the Sportsnet contract expires? It's chopped up kind of like uh, the current. US one is ESPN and TNT. I don't know if it's just going to be Bell and Rogers, but it's too big for one place to have all of it. And more than that, I think we have a pretty good indication that Rogers has never made money at any point in the deal. Mm. And that they're, it's not that they're not going to be interested. Of course, they're still going to be interested in having the property. It's just how much are they willing to spend and how can the NHL extract as much money as possible? Could you see an outsider like maybe an Amazon or a, like a YouTube come in and kind of make a play on yeah. it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We got to get the Nation Network in there. Could you imagine like like Gary steps to the podium and he's like, 
We're here to announce our new media partner. The Nation Network. Daily Faceoff. Be amazing. And Gary goes, big shout out to Bagged Milk, instrumental yep. in this deal. Gary knows who I am. Get the games back on OLN. Thank you. Chief negotiator, we'll, bagged milk. We'll bring it behind a paywall like back in the day when you had the pay-per-view games. Yeah. Yeah. Five bucks a game, Frank. Watch the Oilers versus the Wild in mid-January. That's big. And we'd do Huge. it. Huge. You had to do it. Remember the last one specifically that I bought? The Oilers had just traded for Dwayne Rollison and I spent $10 on the pay-per-view and the Oilers got lit up that night. Wait, so tell me what, what the setup was. You literally had to pay a pay-per-view? Yeah, it was like nine bucks a game or something like that. And they When was put, this and why? So uh, the Rollison one, that would have been in 2006 when they got I traded for him at the deadline. I want to say it was as late as like 09. Yeah, and you would pay 10 bucks through your cable provider. And why? Because it was a regional game? They had like four to six games a year that they just put behind a paywall. It wasn't on any kind of, it wasn't on any TV channel at all. That's kind of like how in the NFL, at least this year, they put one of the playoff games in the wild card round on Peacock, NBC Peacock streaming service. And they got two, it was a Saturday night. They got 2.9 million new subscribers just for that game. Well, do you have any? How many of those subscribers do you think were Swifties? Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. Oh, it's actually like pretty well, good. So they call that churn is when you like sign up just to do it and then you cancel later. Yeah. But still, it's ten dollars a month. And how many of those two point nine people, two point nine million people, just fucking forget about it? Is the gym membership play? Yeah. Just hey, sign up and then you. It's either a pain in the ass to cancel or you just forget about it. Well, Tyler, did you pay for any Jays games that were on Apple TV? Uh, I have Apple TV, anyways. So. Mm. Because that always annoyed don't me. I don't have it. Ah. You got a lot get of it. good shows on Apple. It's actually really good. I just, I'm at a point where I'm tired of paying for streaming services. I, I bounce around quite a bit. Like, that's why I had Crave and then I was done watching all the shows I liked on Crave. So, but exit, you, add something else, X that, add something else. Like, just keep moving. I mean, you, you continue your porn subs. So, like, I mean, well, I have to. Yeah. Do I have you, my favorites. So, like, bagged milk, does he have like, Cheese curd subscriptions? Yes. All dairy related genres. Ooh. Do mm. they is it squeaky cheese? Well, it has to be. There is not real cheese curds. You I actually break? ordered some cheese curds the other day. Just like legit curds? ones from Montreal kind of thing? No, uh, they're from uh dairy in central Pennsylvania. And I I just ordered two bags of cheese curds. You make a poutine or what? House. Yeah. Got it. Poutine. Glad we're I feel like you're tired of this conversation. I'm distracted. Is your foot okay? Mine? Yeah. What do you mean? You're, there's blood on your sock. What? Is there really? Huh. <laughs> it's been it's Kurt Schilling. It's been distracting. <laughs> it's the Kurt Schilling podcast sock. I didn't even know. It's been distracting me the whole time because I'm like, is that fresh? Does he know? No, it is fresh. So you'll. It's <laughs> it's funny that you said that because earlier today, <laughs> what's going on with you? I don't know. I got so I got new shoes that I wore to the show earlier. Uh, and I text, I text my wife, Megan. I was like, God damn this. My foot really hurts. And I was like, this is way too much information. I was like, I, I think I forgot to clip my toenails before I left. And I was like, this is I the think, barn burner I think conversation. they're digging into each other right now. Ew. They're not long. Like, it's not like, like I clip my toenails every few weeks. Like, it's not like I have a, a plaque issue. Like, uh, like Chalmers. That is outrageous. But I said to, I text her, I was like, man, my foot really hurts. <laughs> 
And then, and then she's like, buy no buy toenail clippers, you jerk off. Like, what is your problem? This rounds back to I was watching Barn Burner in like the studio. They were just doing their thing. And one of the ask ret questions was how often do you clip your toenails relative to your fingernails? And he said it's a 10 to 1 ratio easily. So I don't ever clip my fingernails. What do you do? You chew them? I bite them. Yeah. I'm such a bad biter. Yeah, I'd know over you. Yeah. You got they're right down to the nubs over there. Yeah, I'm I'm often nervous or Ang- anxious. Were you nervous today? Uh, no, actually, I wasn't today. Today was chill. I was so. <laughs> I didn't want to be a dick, but I was. I walked from my hotel to the to the Royal York where we we're doing our thing, and I was like. And then I told you I would get you a Starbucks sandwich, and I got lost. And yeah. I, I was I walked like three miles today to get to the hotel. I was, I didn't have a coat, and I was still sweating my ass off. And mm. I was like, that's probably a sign. But then the next part was I got there and I was still sweating and we were about to go on and Jay was like, Frank, are you nervous? And I was like, no, what? what, what the, like, what? <laughs> it's well, your first rodeo. You know? The I only thing I ever get nervous about is the technical aspect. And as soon as the technical aspect is taken off my plate, I have nothing to be nervous about anymore. Frank, when did you stop getting nervous doing what you do? Uh, Probably like after, like once you do your first like trade center and free agency, you're just kind of like you see the report coming out the next day and you're like 2.7 million people watched yesterday's show and you're yeah. like, well, can't be any worse than that. And you were nervous and acting like an idiot and then you just settle in. Tying it back to what we originally started the conversation with, we're going to have the trade deadline show for Daily Face Off again. Yeah. It is amazing over the couple of years that we started doing that show, just how much traction it's gained and how much noise we're making in that space. I'm really looking forward to it. Disruptors. That's the whole game. The internet. I think that's part of it too, right? You can say kind of whatever you want. You to talk extent, like adults. And you can also stream it everywhere. There's not like the global blockages that some of the bigger networks put in, even yeah. with their online streams, right? I'm really looking forward to it. Are we doing the Frank Cam again this year? I think that's the best part. I kind of want to take my sock off. Uh, I, I kind of no. want to see. No, I'd like I to will see. not. I would like to see what's doing there. I'll vote for the sock off too. So that's two for one against well, sock off. Three Tyler's to one. out. Uh, yeah, I, I kind I kind of have to piss. So if you guys are gonna do that, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. <laughs> Why? You don't want to see? What's I doing feel there? like Kurt Schilling. Like I I, I got agree. Through a good performance today. Like I mean, this is the, this the is the shilling sock for a podcast. Dealing today on Daily Face Off Live and Barn Burner breaking down the Lindholm trade. It was huge. Since I have you here, Frank, I know we're going to keep this episode tight, but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the Lindholm trade. Obviously, Vancouver has made a bunch of deals so far this season. They're really gearing up. Their season's going really, really well. Do you think that for a team like the Oilers that puts more pressure on Ken Holland to actually get something done to bolster the roster? Well, just from a pure bracket perspective, like that's one additional team in your way, Mm -hmm. provided that you're one of... like That might be your... Uh, it probably won't be, but that might be your first round matchup. Could be. I, I think the, here's the thing is by his nature, Ken Holland is not very aggressive. Uh, you guys have learned that already yep. up to this point. It's not that he needs to be talked into it, but I think your owner is sitting there going, how many more, like, guaranteed, how many more playoff runs do we have with 97 and 29? Mm-hmm. Which I think everyone's optimistic that that situation is going to work itself out. But it kind of, I was thinking about this with the Leafs because there's been a lot of talk the last few weeks of, well, 
hey, maybe this Leafs team isn't very good and we just need to sit out for the deadline. I'm like, but wait a second. You've got Matthews and Marner and Nylander and Tavares, all these guys making huge money. And you're just and they're in the prime of their careers. And you're going to say, gonna punt? we're going to sit back. Yeah. What sense does that make? And so I've been saying all year, Tyler's heard this phrase, probably sick of it. Burn the boats. That's what this year is for the Oilers. I also am not entirely convinced unless they're drumming up new opportunities that this market is really that exciting for the Oilers. What do you mean? Meaning like of the players that are available right now, who do you really get? If you're, if you're the Oilers, who do you really get horny for? Like, are you willing to spend a first on Sean Monaghan? Or who, like who makes a bigger impact on your team? If you, if it's a first for Monaghan or, First in a couple prospects for Jake Gensel. I just think that's the last thing the Oilers need. Score Jake Gensel. What I do you think they need? I think a high flying right winger is high up. Should be high up on the list. I I mean, you can't afford to keep him. No, pure rental, like Vancouver with Lindholm. But you and Vancouver are in two different positions. How? I I don't know. I, I'm looking at it and I'm going, I see, I, I think for Vancouver, this part was kind of calculated in the sense that, yes, he's very likely a rental. But when you consider the overall nature of their team, I was kind of against them being super aggressive for rentals. But they also didn't give up their best prospect and their pick is going to be late. So I'm like, all things considered, it wasn't backbreaking. But I don't, I just, I still think less is more when it comes to the deadline. Saw Boston last year, right? Over every team. Toronto did it too. I mean, Almost in history of the trade deadline, name a big team, like a, a contending team that absolutely shot its load and then won the cup. Yeah, like even when Tampa did it, they got guys with term, right? It was always like they're here for this run and the next one or this one and two more, right? Goudreau and Hagel and Coleman. Or what about like the LA Kings? And it was like you got Jeff Carter and it was way before the deadline, but you got Jeff Carter and then he was on an, an 11-year deal or whatever. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking at all the teams that have won and I'm just trying to play them back in my head. So last year was Vegas and they got Barbashev. For Dean, so kind of a first. But there was a second round pick in there too, right? No, it was just straight up one for one. Okay. Then the year before that was Colorado, and they got Josh Manson for a second and Arturi Lekkinen for two seconds. First for Lekkinen, I think. No, for, they did no, not trade a first-round pick. They didn't trade pick. their first. Oh, well. Then who won the cup before Colorado? Would have been Tampa, Tampa twice. And they won twice, so they they got... But that was the second year of Goudreau and Coleman. So they would have traded a first for those guys. Yeah. So then 2019 was the St. Louis Blues and they did not do jack shit at the deadline. Cuz they stunk. 
And then 2018 was the Capitals and they got Michael Kempney. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about all of the recent champions. They've almost not, it's not done nothing. I would, I would call those curated selections. Nibbled a little. Yeah, around the edges. Not necessarily the big swing. Though. So for the Oilers, is that Nick Dowd and Sean Walker? I don't think Sean Walker is better than CeCe. I don't either. But. Hot take. Well, Tyler was saying that yesterday on his hit with Gregor. And it's kind of like your argument, Tyler, was trust the devil you know. Yeah, and not even that because like, I think CeCe's... And I know he's not perfect, but... Yeah, the devil you know, even though he's a good player. Yeah, He's a fine player. Him and Nurse have no. chemistry. Obviously, they play yeah. together a ton. Like, what happens if you get Sean Walker and a week into it or two weeks into it, you're like, oh, him and Nurse don't gel that well on the ice. Like, yeah. for whatever reason, then what, you're stuck with top pairing Vinny or second kind pairing Kind of like Vinny? trading for Eric Carlson? Yeah, I, I mean, there was a reason I was never a fan of that. How about trading for Sidney Crosby? I'm a fan of that. Let's just end this conversation right now. Yeah, say it to Jay's face. <laughs> You did last night. I think. Yeah, I think I, <laughs> yeah, I, think I literally just night. put my head in my palm and was like, <laughs> if you want to get serious, let's talk. My favorite part about that, though, was he prefaced it by saying, everybody knows this is dumb, but, and that's why I ruled. And we've did had it? to talk about it on every podcast on the network. <laughs> and now they're talking about it on TSN with Jay Onright and words getting around. Well, there's a side. Do you think there was any chance? That didn't ever- happen, did it? Yeah, they're talking about the Penguins trading Crosby. And the empty netters did a segment on it. But no one brought up the Oilers. No. Do you think there's any chance that... The word is out. Pitt would trade Crosby? No. I don't think so either. That's a really... Like, if you're Kyle Dubas to be the GM that traded Crosby, that's... No, what would have to happen is he goes to them and says, Hey, we've won three cups. It's been amazing, but I'm out. I want to win. Yeah. I just never see that happening. No. Well, okay. Let me stop. Not never. So you're saying there's a chance. There has always been this undercurrent and thought in the hockey world that if Sidney Crosby is ever going to go play anywhere else, it's going to be L.A. Just a sunshine in Hollywood? No, he lives there in the summer. Ah, okay. Hmm. I don't that know makes that. sense. I didn't know that. too. I couldn't see Sid as an L.A. guy. He's always had such a like carefully curated image the entire time he's been around. So you'd never know. Yeah. I just assume he's like an asexual plant, you know, I can assure you on his own. Having seen his girlfriend, definitely not asexual. Had no idea had a girlfriend. You've never seen Sidney Crosby's girlfriend. I don't really care that much, I guess, but you should, you should, you should Google her. All right. I will do that. Frank's giving me homework. Just like I've got this homework to read you, tell you about the service. Big Share is back for six years with your chance to win $1 million just by saving money. Tyler, what would you do with a million dollars? Distracted. Why? What happened? Uh, what would I do with a million dollars? Put it on the Oilers <laughs> to win the Stanley Cup. That's a smart bet. That's what Zach said. Yeah. Anyone can enter by becoming a member and saving with service. Every $500 save gets you five entries into the service. Big Share contest. Transfer your existing savings to existing savings to service for a chance to win a million bucks contest ends april 30th 2024 skill test required for rules visit service.ca forward slash win liam's over there googling he's doing his homework he's we getting tissues don't we now know frank <laughs> <laughs> what nothing he's had to blow his nose this whole time i got a question frank go ahead 
What is Kuzmenko says, no, I'm not going. Like, why would Vancouver put themselves in that situation? Well, like, would, they would have obviously had a conversation with him, right? Saying, like, would you be open to being traded? I think the conversation went something like, we're talking to Calgary. I know they're on your list, but would you would you be open to having a conversation with them so they can sell you on the idea of it and then instead he- of just us saying, hey, hey, just trust them. Like, hey, you can get comfortable before you go there. And if not, you can still block it, but at least just hear them out. Right. So how long does he have to make that decision? Not, it's usually not very, I mean, all he has to do is say no. Like, mm-hmm. there, it's actually quite literally a formal process where he has to sign a, a piece of paper before the transaction can actually mm-hmm. go down, which is how the word ended up leaking out about the deal is because a certain insiders were tipped off from Kuzmenko's agent <laughs> that that was happening. Do you think they'll flip him? I think it's in their best interest not to. Because they need players? Well, because if they're trying to be competitive two to three years from now, they need as much talent as they can get. Right. And it's not every day that you can get a guy as a throw into a trade that had 39 goals and 74 points last year. Swedo quickly has just fallen off. Him and Taka just did not connect, hey? Yeah, they just it just wasn't working. Yeah. And that happens. I think if you're the if you're the flames though, you're thrilled. Yeah. You have to be. Like you got your first, you got your player who could be worth another first if you ended up trying to flip him not this year cuz there's obviously a distressed asset, but if you can get him playing well, next year at the deadline, you can move him. And in the meantime, you've got a chance to be a better team, plus you get a few hope bets on some prospects and picks. Mm-hmm. You think Calgary's the biggest seller right now? 100%. Looking at the dailyfaceoff.com trade targets list, they're all over your top five. They had three in the top five. Now, really what they're looking at is cornering the market on defense. Yeah. Do you if, like that they traded uh, Lindholm this early? Or do you think they could have waited and maybe got more? No, I think this was the best deal that they were going to get. And if you're Craig Conroy, you take you take what you've got right in front of you. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's in your division. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's 38 days before the deadline. You do it. Any surprise it was an interdivision trade? That's the second trade they've made with Calgary this year, the Canucks. No, I, I think that part of it is overblown. Is it? You just take the best deal in front of you. Because right now, the Flames aren't competing against the Canucks. Yeah. And they're not competing against the Oilers. Because they're not good enough. And they're not going to be for two to three years. And what you hope is that the assets you take off of those teams... It might actually, in the long run, benefit you. Because you know that Lindholm isn't staying there. Yep. But that first-round pick you got, that guy might be in your lineup in five years. And that's one less first-round pick that they have in their lineup in five years that maybe you can find a window where your team's competing and they're out of the mix because they weren't able to turn it over. That makes sense. I don't think enough people consider that. Definitely not. There's always like the rivalry factor and playing like a premium to trade interdivision. But, but that's thinking like a caveman. Well, I am a caveman. No, I'm not saying you. I'm saying in general, why do people get so twisted about that? I had a GM that I would talk to really regularly. He got fired and we haven't spoken since. But he would always say to me, I'd ask questions and he'd go, <laughs> I, I I don't talk to anyone in my division. And you just say, why? 
Yeah, I just say like because uh, your logic is sound. Isn't Intel just good? Like yeah, I, he's like, yeah, but I don't even speak to them at all. And I'd just be like, why would you cut off twenty five percent of the league for no reason? Yeah. And he's like, well, they're our competition. I'm like, but you have the worst team in the division. Are they really? And then you see players get flipped. There was a trade that happened where the player got sent to one team and then 20 minutes later traded to another. Sam Gagne for Teddy Purcell? Nope. That was in their division. And I bet you you, someone will guess. I will not confirm. But anyway, this is why I never talked to the GM again is because when that player got flipped to the third team that was in their division... I was like, well, they never saw that coming because they don't talk to anyone in their division. That's what I tweeted. Yeah, that is wild. And then he was like, go fuck yourself. Well, never talking to you again. That's rude of him. Way she goes. I mean, sometimes you just have to, (laughs) sometimes you just have to call a spade a spade. True. True. And then he got fired. Well, and I'm still working. Yes, you are. That's what I always say to these guys. We should just be friends because I'm going to outlive you. Well, that's the cold thing about pro sports, right? It's a results-driven business. You don't get the results, out you go. It's not all that different than the insider business. You start sucking. What is a week like this for you? Like, what is a week Usually like nothing. this for it's you? Because a- last night when this trade's going on, it was interesting. We were all out to dinner. That's why I was so mad. The entire network. It was network. like three old fashions deep. <laughs> got together. We don't get to see a lot of our coworkers all that often because we're spread out around the country. And all I was watching was Frank. Up from the table, away on his phone. Yeah, and and behind the eight ball. I I mean, I kind of peeled back a layer on the onion for you guys so people can understand how it works. Like, if you don't talk to that agent who's dishing out all of the no movement, it's not even gossip. It's just like, hey, my player to sign away is no move. Like, you know something's happening. I just... Not everyone talks to everyone and not everyone has all the, you know, it's impossible with such a big league, 32 teams and a million players and a million player agents to be on top of everyone at one time. Yeah. And I'm by myself. I don't have a team of three people or whatever to feel free to give me some contacts in your phone. I'll make some calls for you. You'd have a field day. I would have a field day. I can only imagine what's in that Rolodex. I can only imagine. It's sometimes my friends from home that like are, you know, I grew up playing with or played beer league or whatever. Sometimes they're like, can I just scroll through and see who's in here? So I imagine like a bunch of your buddies that you grew up with just normal jobs, right? Doing their thing. And then you're just kind of you with all these weird it's contacts weird, in your phone. It's a weird, yeah, it's a weird feel. Like also just being a hockey fan growing up too. Like yeah. to regularly message and or get together or talk to people that I do like it's sometimes I pinch myself. I think we all do. It's weird. I've got my best friends from high school growing up. Like there's an accountant, there's a firefighter. There's just the very traditional routes. So to have me here talking to you right now in this hotel room for the all-star game is just, I might as well be Mandarin to them. I, but I'm just like, I'm not different than you. Like I, my, 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 dad and brother work in construction. My, my wife's an accountant and my, my, her family's, they're all police officers. Like we're all just normal people. So yeah, I, to be in this position where I was, you know, on TV for a a while and then, you know, now doing what I do at the nation network. Like I just, 
It is weird. Well, I've told you this privately, though. It's very interesting that we're in this room together doing this, that you're gracious enough to give me some time for my podcast, that I must have written 100 articles at Oilers Nation based just on your hits well before we knew each other. So I, I find it it's very much a interesting kind of road that we led to get here. Yeah. Well, I think the cool part is like to see a weekend like this kind of come together and yeah. you see what we've, and you were in it obviously way, way longer than I was at the nation network, but to like put it all together and it's cool. We're building. I, yeah. I hope to, you know, be some jet fuel for where we want to get to. Amen. Liam, you're the newest of the three of us. Still, I don't know where Tyler went. Tyler's yeah. in the bathroom. Can I take my sock room. off now? I think you should. Yeah, I think I'd like to see it. Reveal. We're going to get the grand reveal here. Liam, would you want to do a little play-by-play from your end? I'd love to know your angle on this. Yeah, I can see Frank peeling off a sock. Wow, that was co- holy moly. Yep, that is a that bloody is toe. Blood. That is a bloody toe. Quite, quite big feet too, actually. Well, you know what they say. Not about as that big way. as Tyler's. No, Tyler's got a big true. rank Tyler on his arms, on his feet, on his legs. <laughs> I think I just had a the one nail dig into the other. Yeah, I think the so. Side of my toe. new shoes pinched together. I get it. You had a tight, a tight box, a tight shoe box. Yeah, of course. I get it. It's like you when know. you come back from the summer, and I've been wearing flip flops all year. Go put shoes on. It, it is a weird feeling, isn't it? You ever do that and wear flip flops all summer and then put skates on? Oh, can't. Brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Last thing I want to do before we wrap up, because you were there with us in Jasper last week. Frank, this is the second year in a row that you come with us to Jasper. I just want to know your take on this year because it was basically double the size from year two. When you first joined us, we got to hang out in the cabin again. We had a great weekend as a crew. Just your kind of thoughts on the Jasper weekend for the second round. The best part is it's only going to get bigger. Yeah. They want to do 40 teams next year. There was 24 this year. Dude, we are taking over the JPL next year. Yeah. And we should just throw an absolute rager in the ballroom. We should throw a rager in the ballroom. Not just our cabin. Like, we need full-fledged 60-people-long tables of beer pong. Tyler, thoughts? I'm in. Damn it, I'm in. I like beer pong. That hive game was actually kind of fun. Honeycomb honeycomb. or whatever you call it. That was legit. I'd never understood the rules. Frank, you were chirping me the entire time because I just did not know what was going on. Well, yeah, he'd he'd like pass it in the wrong direction. People are yelling at me. Very belittling. Very, very glad Liam was able to make it out. I was too. I hadn't. I don't really get to spend much social time with Liam. I feel like that's just in general. That's why I liked last night going for dinner. Like last night was the first time I've met Matt Larkin despite us talking multiple times a week for the last two and a half years. Yeah, that is wild. It is wild. Because we were just kind of in our own little cocoon in Edmonton a little bit. Cocoon. Even, even though we're spread across the country and in the U.S. with Frank. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I'm just... how it, The only hard part about pond hockey is just getting there. Not for you guys as much as it is. For, I, I live on the other side of the continent. Yeah. That's yeah. the hard part about getting more teams is they got to be... Well, you knew you were going to fly into Edmonton, but the flights were crazy. So you ended up in Calgary. I, yeah, I went to Calgary and then the drive from Calgary is way dicier than it is from Edmonton. Oh, yeah. A couple extra hours too, I think. It's one extra hour. It's not that, but you literally see a sign as you enter the park that says no cell service for the next 285K. <laughs> yeah, a minute. But there's nowhere to pull over. Nope. No gas station. Nowhere to stop. You are absolutely... You're on your own. Yes. 
You are on your own. That kind of freaked me out a little bit as a, a city bit. slicker. Well, Not used to that. Yeah. With the you know snow and whatever else on the ground, ice pack. Do you ever take time to check out where you just like phone away off the grid? No. Never? No, I was freaking out because I was like, uh, I love doing What that. happens if something happens? Yeah. Yeah, it's, your role makes it's sense. It's the season. Like, I, I'm not like, it's We're not the to, summer where. Dead of August. Yeah, Nothing no, going on. that part I can like put my phone down for a day and I don't, it doesn't, but like, you know what? If something happens, I can't be on all the time. Yeah. But I'm getting paid right now to be on. Yeah. Which you are right now. And. Sock on too. Yeah, sock back on for Tyler's benefit. <laughs> and I, I'll tell you the funny part of this is Corey Perry signed as we were leaving Jasper. Yes. And I got a call and the barn burner guys were lapping it up. They were telling the story on, on air. I got a call from a, uh, I would say, very knowledgeable source on the situation and they were dying laughing because they could see my caller ID and who called and then what they were saying. And, <laughs> but we were driving and they were like, hurry, hurry up. Like, you better send the tweet before we lose surface because we were going into the mountains and I was like, oh my God, I better get this out. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up, boys. We've got Frank Saravalli on the podcast. Let's do a little rapid fire for the trade deadline, shall we? Okay. Frank, I don't necessarily expect specific names for you. Maybe positions on some of these. Oilers are going to add what position is most likely? I still think they need a defenseman. I agree with you. I would say... I'd say they bring Broberg back, trade Kulak, and get a right shot D. Tyler, thoughts? Yeah, I'm in. I kind of like that plan. All right. Because if you were to move Kulak and you have CC's money potentially too in a deal to upgrade the right side, all of a sudden you got some wiggle room. But I still say right winger. Didn't Which, we get that in Corey Perry? Nah, he's bottom six. Uh, I'm not so juice. sure when it comes to the playoffs. Well, that is going to be interesting to see what he can do in the playoffs. Which buyer is going to be the most aggressive at the deadline? Could it be the Canucks already? Lindholm? Top off the DFO trade targets list off the board. Colorado. What do you think they need? Second line center and a goalie. Tyler, any rapid fires? Trade deadline. Seem to be the most aggressive. I'm going to say Winnipeg. Winnipeg's an interesting option. Liam, you got any questions? Rapid fire. Trade deadline. Uh, do the Oilers make an Eckholm-like trade to get that right shot guy? Yes. You think they take a big swing like that? Oh, and maybe it's someone you. that we just don't even know is out there yet. Like Brett Pesci. John Carlson. Brett Pesci is not coming to Edmonton. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I was hoping you would say John you Carlson, another American, not coming to Edmonton. Maybe he likes the mountains. Or the I heard mall. you talking about that on Barnburner. Lindholm really wants to play in the U.S., right? Or not Lindholm, uh, Hannafin. Yes. Interesting. I have a wild card, which you're going to say no to, but I'll ask. Would Calgary move Rasmus Anderson? I think they would. They would? For the right price. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> Perry and Anderson. <laughs> I would hate our team, but I would also love them. everybody. Would, our rat list would grow exponentially. All right. Did the Oilers have Ken Linsman? No. Yeah, they did. Yeah, oh. Ken Linsman. The rat. He's the original rat. Well, that's why we need another one. Perry coming in first shift. He's mixing it up. Scars scrum in front of the net. I saw Dave Brown the other day. And 
unbelievable shape. Played in the Flyers alumni game. Very impressive. Dave Brown, what a tough guy. Hmm. Tyler, any other questions for Frank leading into the deadline? Rapid firing. Wrap it up better than ever. How many more beers until my hangover is gone? Uh, you had to start earlier and shampoo it in. Ugh. Just lather I'm it in. Now. You got to get on the Caesar train, buddy. I know. One of those will write the ship first thing. You, you probably need three. Okay. Why are you still hungover, though? I don't it's 5:30 know. It's 530 at night. And we didn't drink that much yesterday. I'll tell you what. So you and I drank from the same. Obviously, we're at the same place. We all got draft beers. I had one of those. I So I had three old fashions before dinner. And I was feeling good. And then all this trade stuff started going down and I kind of hit a wall and I didn't drink for a few hours. And then I had one of those beers from the tap and I did not feel good. No, it wasn't like I was hung over or anything, but it just felt I felt like a little loopy. And I don't know if you've ever had this phenomenon before where like people don't fucking clean their taps and there's all sorts of shit in there. Oh, you probably. can actually feel worse from that than you can from drinking. I think that might be what it is. I also don't do well with like recirculated air. Like every time I fly somewhere, I get like all congested. So I think uh, it's just, it just makes you a bitch. I know. <laughs> yeah. Right. I wish I could drink old fashions. They look so delicious. Oh, I but love last old time fashions. I drank an old fashioned, I puked in an Uber and I'd pay $300 for a cleanup. Oh, but God. if the old fashioned was good, it's worth well, it. Why didn't you just like pull over? I asked him to pull over. It was on the white mud in Edmonton. I was driving me home for my birthday. It was my 35th birthday, 34th birthday. And I asked him, I'm like, I'm going to puke. He goes, I'm not pulling over on the white mud. I was like, well, here it comes. And it did. Happens. So that's like, he doesn't want the $300 because he doesn't want to clean it up. Like that's a win for no one. I completely agree. I was very confused about the whole situation. It's like he thought I was lying that I was going to puke in his car. Man, Tyler says he hasn't puked in over two and a half years since Disgusting. the red wine video. I haven't puked. That was it, and that's the only time I've puked in like Amber in the last like five or six years of my life. <laughs> I'm not a puker. I'm pretty good at knowing like okay, I've had enough. The last time I puked from drinking, I was in Nashville, and I. trying to think if i was covering the flyers or i was working at tsn and i was in really bad shape i got back to the hotel and i was sleeping for hours and i woke up and just turned to the left while i was still in bed and just projectile vomited (laughs) no wait that's actually i'm lying as i'm saying it that's not the last time i at a gm meetings in boca raton florida yeah i think i was working at daily face off and I got absolutely polluted on red wine. Yeah, that'll do it. And I, it looked like a murder scene. That's how. Yep. Did you say you just went down to the ATM downstairs and pulled out a bunch of hundreds and just left it in the room? Yes, I came back with three hundred bucks. It was literally everywhere. It was on the drapes. It was oh, no. all over the carpet. It was on the bed. It was everywhere. I couldn't make it out of bed to actually like get to the bathroom. And it, it because it was all red, it looked like a murder scene. I just put 300 bucks on the counter. I covered it with a bunch of towels and wrote a note that just said, like, sorry. I feel that. I thought that was going to happen at the JPL last weekend. Dead asleep, woke up, that running in your mouth feeling. Oof. It almost feels like you taste like something sour first. A little bit. I'm not a pu- that like I can You can count on one hand the number of times I've ever thrown up in my life. I used to be there and now I just if I feel like if I feel like shit I just let it go. I can't get there. 
Yeah. Are you I a have self? To. Do you pull the trigger? No, no, no. Pull trigger. Do you? Pull? No, God, no. I won't pull. Trigger. I can't do that, dude. Last year we went to to Jasper. Amber, she's a yeah. She'll pull trigger. But she, so she was calling out dinosaurs. Was next though. to mine, and our bathroom shared a wall, <laughs> and it felt like there was a dinosaur in the yeah, other yeah, room. Yeah. Just, she's gonna love you for sharing night. this. <laughs> but those back to back nights of three four a.m. Those will climb up on you. Well, so I got home and and Megan was like, "Are you sore from pond hockey?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, no, I'm sore from drinking until three forty five in the morning." You know what I was thinking? This is a total aside. So Mike, I didn't stay in your cabin. Obviously, I had yep. to walk back to mine. But it was like the dead nuts middle of the night, and no one is around, and you're in the fucking middle. <laughs> There's of animals nowhere. around. What happens if a bear is fucking? Thankfully, they're hibernating. But they're they see someone like me, like yeah, that is wake a them up. that is a snack and a half. I'm thinking more of like if a moose wanders in and is rutting season. You know what is that? I, I'm not scared of bears. I'm scared of mountain lions or cougars. And not the fun you, kind of cougars I was going to say, you should not be afraid of cougars. <laughs> they will take good care of you. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for doing this. I'm excited that we got to do an on-the-road version of BLTN. Frank, you haven't been on this in about a year. Thanks for the time. Thanks for being the sizzle. Tyler, steak. I offered the steak Frank the a kiss sizzle. today for buying me a breakfast sandwich. He said no. He said he, I said it's transferable, though, BM. I will take a handy J. Oh, gross. And over the pants handy, and that's where we're going to wrap it up. BLTN. Thanks for checking in. I'm going to do a voicemail episode of the podcast when I get back from Toronto on Saturday. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. This year, build your credit history with the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. No credit checks to apply. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Chime checking account and a 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply.